So it's kind of like a parent watching a child, right? You're going to see it's like, well, you know, they can do a lot of stuff here and there. I mean, they get hurt a little, they get scratched up, it's okay. But, you know, if they're going to fall off that ledge, they're going to die. So basically your higher self just comes in and like kicks out your intuition and it kicks off your emotions and then it takes over. And then that's where your intuition, that's where you think your intuition and your emotion was right. Welcome to Masajati's podcast. Exponential Intelligence, where you can transform simply by listening. Experience the power of frequencies and the next step in consciousness evolution. We've often heard the term, listen to your intuition. And just moments ago, as Moss and I were getting ready to bring you this episode of Exponential Intelligence today, we were debating, how do we want to start this conversation? <laughs> we were almost half joking that, listen, you you've almost you know, you better quit before you're ahead kind of a thing. Uh, you know, intuition is something that we're going to unpack on today's episode, but Moss has a very unique uh, perspective and point of view on what intuition is. So Moss, I want to turn it over to you to start talking about this topic. You know, is there such a thing as intuition or is, is that just, oh, absolutely? You know, there is. Okay. So explain yes. to us, what is that? What is intuition really? Intuition is where you get, say, knowledge from some aspect of yourself, whether it's an internal knowledge or, you know, you get a feeling or you get an emotion or some people will get a hit, you know, on their intuition. Right. So um, so let me just tell you right off the bat, your intuition and your emotions for most people are wrong. It'll guide you into a, a, the wrong direction. And I know that's a brash statement because, you know, in every in every self-improvement book and every emotional book that you, you, you listen to or you read to, it's like, follow your heart, right? Your mother even tells you that, honey, follow your heart and stuff. And then where does your heart take you, right? It takes you into, you know, uh, and that's where there's a lot of shipwrecked souls, basically, right? Uh, in the relationship field, right? Because they followed their heart. So what the hell happened there? Or you follow your intuition, a gut instinct on buying a stock. And then, you know, that stock tanks. And then you want to follow your intuition. That's why I say your intuition and your emotions, basically, which are kind of connected together, uh, it's all wrong. It's all wrong the way most people see it or the most the way most people use it. I'm not saying not to use those, but you need to recalibrate your intuition, recalibrate your emotions so they're beneficial for you. And that's what we can talk about, how to recalibrate uh, your intuition, why it's all wrong, uh, where is it taking you uh, if it's not the right way. I think we've all, had, we've all had situations in our lives where, just as you've described, that's happened. It's like we followed our heart, we went with our gut, we followed our instincts, and it kind of led mm -hmm. us astray or led us down the wrong path. So Absolutely. how do we know that, how do we know if that intuition or those instincts are to be followed or not to be followed? We'd have to look at the mechanics or the science behind where, where intuition comes from, but your emotions and your intuition, so to speak, are, are, are just tools. They're tools used by your underlying program. So if your underlying program, for example, is well, I always get shortchanged. Uh, people always take advantage of me. Uh, you know, I always do have to do the hard work or I never get, say, I always get rejected or, you know, on the flip side as well. I'm always lucky. 
You know, I always get the big breaks. I always get whatever. So whatever program that you're running on the deep level, okay, uh, your core level, your intuition and your emotions are calibrated to making that program come true. So this is where people follow their hearts, follow their gut instincts, follow their whatever, uh, even follow their spirit guides, because that's all based on your underlying program as well. I know there's a lot of spiritual people they follow their spirit guides and it doesn't get them anywhere. So the reason why, again, is what you have to do is, again, adjust your underlying program and then your emotions and your intuition start to work for you. So just coming back to what you said earlier, that your intuition is wrong, is what I'm hearing you say that the reason that your intuition is wrong is because your underlying programming is the problem. And, and, and the work that you've done over the course of many years with hundreds of thousands of people, you yeah. have and you know intimately that 99% of people have their programming wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, their, their program isn't even theirs. Their program is what I always say, their, their program is the last version of their mom and dad when you were born. It's the latest software update, so to speak, of your mom and dad's patterns. And then, you know, you get that. So you're running with all your mom and dad's, you know, patterns that aren't, say, the best. And then you add some of your stuff on. And then if you have kids, well, you pass that on to your kids and so on and so on and so on. People who use, people who awaken through the 18-day hyper meditations and so on like that, you know, they start to see what genetic patterns, not just, you know, facial structure, skin color, eye color, but you see, oh my God, uh, I, I, I can't believe that I passed that, uh, you know, abuse pattern in relationships onto my kids or my daughters, right? They, they start to see the pattern that they say, again, uh, hand down. So, so again, the key, if you want to follow your intuition is one, understand where your intuition has gotten you in the past. Just, just jot down notes. It's like, okay, back in the day, I followed my gut instinct and then it led me to a situation and it was good for me or it was bad for me. Like love, you fell in love. Look where it got you. Look at the logistics and go, how, why, why did my intuition or why did my heart lead me to that relationship that say abused me or destroyed me or whatever? Okay. You start to, and it's not about, you know, the poor me type or the victim type, but you start to look backwards and you go, oh, these are the mechanics. And then you'll start to see the underlying program on why you, again, your emotions lead you to that effect. And then you start to change your underlying programs, which is really important. And it's more productive than trying to change your psychology through like NLP and, you know, all those self-improvement classes or courses that you people take, right? So it's about changing your underlying structure. Your underlying structure. And so going through, this is a great exercise that you've just posed, you know, to our viewers and, and listeners to do that exercise and to think mm -hmm. back on moments in your life when you had you know, listen to your instincts and went with your intuition. Did it lead to a good or a bad result? And what yes. I suspect would happen in doing so is that you will look at that and probably see a pattern of Absolutely. where your programming is misaligned or not mm -hmm. working to your, to your benefit, which then helps you to know which path to go. You know, we of mm -hmm. course suggest XI because that's what really helps you to reprogram yourself. Um, right. Is, is Moss, in your view, or is intuition the same thing as instinct? 
is going with your gut the same thing as intuition? Are these different principles or are they really one, one and the same? It's just different ways of expressing it. Okay. So, so say that, uh, and, and this has happened to, I'm sure plenty of you, so, uh, it's happened to me, uh, uh, where you're in a dire situation, right? And your emotions tell you one thing, uh, and then your instincts take over and then protect you. Does that mm. make sense? And yes. then it saves you. So here's, here's where your intuition is right or your emotions are right. And then this is where they're wrong. Okay. Or again, most of the time wrong when it's a dire situation, when you're not supposed to die, it's not your time to die or get injured or again, be in an extreme situation. Your higher self is over watching over you all the time. Okay. It's watching over you and then, and then it's seeing what you're doing and it's like, oh gosh, if they use their emotions on this one, or if they use their intuition on this one, they're going to get messed up. So it's kind of like a parent watching a child, right? You're going to see it's like, well, you know, they can do a lot of stuff here and there. I mean, they get hurt a little, they get scratched up. It's okay. But, you know, if they're going to fall off that ledge, they're going to die. So basically your higher self just comes in and like kicks out your intuition and it kicks off your emotions and then it takes over. And then that's where your intuition, that's where you think your intuition and your emotion was right. Does that make sense to you? Your higher yeah. self or a higher guidance, or God, or your angels, or whatever you want to think, it's basically your higher self that goes, damn, I better step in and take over. And you'll so, see that if you start to notice that or those moments, there's kind of a blank in you. And mm -hmm. you don't remember what took over, but something saved your ass. Basically, yeah. that's your higher self. Yeah, I love that. And so it sounds like really intuition, emotions, they, they, you know, they're, they're two separate things um, and, yeah. and both can lead you to either the right path or in some mm -hmm. cases, the wrong path. Right. Absolutely. The underlying message though, in this conversation is make sure that you are right first, make sure that right. you're programming yourself, that you've been programmed properly so right. that no matter which one gets triggered, that it would lead mm -hmm. you in, in the right direction. Absolutely. So, so you mentioned, Moss, that there are some different levels of intuition. Um, yes. And I, and I think you also have your remarkable tablet ready. Yes. So we can, for those who are watching, we can show that on the screen, but we'll do our best to also, also audibly explain what we're talking about as we go through Absolutely. this. But I would yeah. love for you to explain the different levels of intuition. So I'll bring this up on the screen. Um, and, and then when you're ready. And by the way, guys, my obviously my drawing, you know, I'm not an artist, <laughs> but you get the picture. You'll get the picture. So. Uh, so here you are, okay, uh, and you're having a good time, um, and there. you're having a great time, That that's you, okay? So a lot of times your intuition might come from your gut, okay? Uh, sometimes it comes from your heart. Sometimes it comes from wherever else, right? You get that feeling, you get that notion. Sometimes it's a feeling, sometimes it's an insight, sometimes it's a flash, uh, sometimes your body might tingle or whatever, and you know, to tell you that you're on the right space. So where does that come from? Again, these are very different than emotions. Your emotions, again, there's plenty of them. Those are more physical, say, uh, GPSs for you to get to that direction, again, of whatever your underlying programming is. But intuition allows you to expand your knowledge or how you access knowledge. So there, there are different, there are several ways on 
where we say access or how you access it. Most of your intuition comes from these sources, not your own. And that's the key, and I just want to repeat that. Your intuition does not come from your own source, and that's where it gets, say, distorted, okay? So you're, in, so you're here, um, and these are all examples, and I can explain, you know, I'm not going to explain the deeper science, but there is a deeper science on this. Say that your, say that your grandfather, you know, loved you a lot, okay? He took care of you a lot. Uh, and this is actually a true, true life story, although... The person that I'll talk about and I'll even explain might not believe it. But anyway, that grandfather loved this person a lot. Okay. Um, and then the grandfather dies. So that grandfather, uh, that grandfather is here, for example, uh, is here and he dies. So he, he's no more. Okay. So he disappears. He basically ends up going to a higher level. So he exists. He did know how to die, say, properly. Okay? Uh, and, and this is the key. Most people don't know how to die properly. So there is there is uh, a veil here. There we go. So there's a veil. This is life. This is death. So, so basically, that grandfather loves you a lot. He didn't know how to die properly. You didn't know how to let go of him properly. He takes care of you. So basically, you've got that connection. And depending on where you are, you know, you might have felt his love in your heart or in this person's case, in, in the head area. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now his consciousness, and again, it's not your dead grandfather talking to you, but because he's gone, but the consciousness exists in that, in this realm. So this consciousness is still open. Right? Mm -hmm. Because again, it didn't close properly. So you're connected to that consciousness. And then say that, for example, that you get into an accident, okay, a debilitating accident. And then this consciousness starts to give you information on how to heal your body. Hmm. And then you perform a miracle. And then you, although you might not know that connection, it's still there for you. Um, and, and then you start to heal your body and then you think it's a miracle and then you start to understand or want to understand the science behind it. Since you didn't know that connection of what actually healed you, you would think it's your intuition or it's logic because this person is very scientific. Do you want to know who I'm talking about? Sure. By the way? Joe yes. Dispenza. Joe oh, Dispenza. <laughs> Joe Dispenza. <laughs> yeah. I love his contents. I love, you know, what he does. But if you listen to him, he goes, there's always, there's always something that he can't explain. You know, that's a higher order. I'm just explaining that for you. So anyway, so he used his intuition through his grandfather. So to say, heal himself. But his grandfather knew how to heal the physical body at that level. But, but the person who mm -hmm. is acting upon intuition or their yes. instincts or, you know, they don't know that that's where it's coming from. Like none no. of us really have any idea of where, where is this feeling coming from or this instinct yes. or this intuition? Absolutely. So that's kind of the unknown part or the part I think that's that you're describing. The unknown part. The other aspect is people might have angels, you know, uh, mm -hmm. up here. 
and they go, well, it's my angels that are talking to me. Again, it's just another rendition that you've created uh, from a higher source Un that is not yours. And again, that's connecting to you, giving you information. There's, say, dead people, for example. Uh, uh, another person, um, what's his name? John of God, for example. Mm -hmm. He had great mm -hmm. intuition or intuitive. Mm -hmm. And he basically said, I talked to dead doctors. The dead doctors so really, on the other side. And they yeah, exactly. Who would do those 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 uh, those surgeries where he'd be in Brazil and then somebody would be in like another country yeah. and he would do surgery on them. Yeah. So again, those are so that's where most people get their intuition, mostly from dead people, uh, a consciousness that they have connected to, a reality. So that that's one aspect: dead people or a consciousness that's there. The other aspect or the other place where you can go is different dimensions of time or different dimensions of reality. So basically, you know, at some level, especially during childhood, especially if you're lost or it's not the best environment, uh, you see that this reality isn't the best for you. Okay, a reality is basically or a dimension is a container of space and time. And you go, whoa, there's another, there's another reality here uh, you know, that's, uh, that's really cool. Uh, I'm going to jump into this reality. So you jump into this reality and you might have dream states or you might have, you know, imaginations, or you might even visit friends and so on. Imaginary friends when you were younger, how many people did that by the mm -hmm. way? So, mm -hmm. And then as you age, as you get older, you might forget about those imaginary friends, which aren't so imaginary. They exist in this consciousness, but you're connected. So this, 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 this reality or this dimension uh, gives you, say, your intuition. Um, there's more. Okay. There's, there's your intuition. <laughs> yeah. There's intuition that can come from like higher, say, intelligent beings or higher dimensions of consciousness. I was talking about, say, a different reality. Okay. Um, so this is a different level of consciousness. So, for example, Nikola Tesla or any of great inventor, what do they do? They connect to a higher order, a higher consciousness. So realities and consciousness are different. So in this, say in this consciousness, you know, you're at a level zero here. Uh, this is Tesla here. Uh, and um, let's just, just for clarity, let's just remove these dead people. Uh, so anyway, so what happens is, this is reality. This is physical reality here. The next layer is where most people die. And this is where that communication happens. Okay. Higher levels of consciousness allow us to advance technologies and so on. So say, for example, Tesla, he's over here. He'll ascend to say this consciousness where wireless communication is available to him to that day back in the, whenever he was like in the forties, uh, I, I believe, or 50s. I can't recall, right? but yeah, it was, yeah. it was. But around that time, yeah. yeah. Right. Back in the 40s and 50s, he could access, say, the, the knowledge or the concept of wireless technology because that technology existed in a higher level consciousness. So his intuition, he would just, again, connect to that. And that's where his inventions came from. Moss, can I just ask you one question? Just speaking about mm -hmm. Nikola Tesla as an example. Mm -hmm. uh, and let's say back in the, the 40s or 50s or whenever it was. Um, I thought it was in the fifties, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah. Is is in his case, he was tapping into this higher consciousness where mm -hmm. where that existed, and mm -hmm. 
was it just his imagination that brought him to that place where he could envision the invention that he would then go no. on to to create? No. It, yeah, it's nothing up here. He literally, uh, um, if you really understood him or people who go into, say, literally trance state, where they literally exit their body, and usually in 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 spiritual experiences, you know, they have a they have somebody that watches that body, so nobody intrudes, uh, you know, physically intrudes or shakes that body. But what Nikola Tesla, and that, that's why he always says, "Be alone," you know, "Be alone." Uh, that's his famous thing because because that's where he gets his insights and so on. But when he's alone, he literally exits his body. So it's a shell and his consciousness basically can disconnect and then literally live in this higher level plane. And it's just like, it's just like having a body. It's kind of like having a dream state. You can do anything that you are, but he's very conscious of being at that level. And then what he does there, since he's conscious of it, uh, he'll bring it down here and then recreate it in this reality. Yep. And that's how he worked in the ethers in his workshop. Does that make sense? Right. And then he brought that technology. So that's how intuition works. There's other aspects of intuition um, um, where, where this is, and this is the dangerous part, by the way. Uh, and I'll just, just start all over here. Just delete that for you. Um, where, where um, where you get into a group state or you get into a spiritual, say, group where you meditate on your own, right? Mm -hmm. So now, you know, you've got a couple people here uh, meditating on their own. Well, you start to form what a mastermind, and a mastermind always, say, again, gets created when there's two or more individuals. So you are a collective now here, and then you, your intuition comes from that collective. This is where gang mentality comes in. This is where like one person um, like this, this collective, uh, again, this collective creates uh, a concept or an idea. And then the rest of the people get an intuitive hit that they should believe in this situation. Mm. Does that make sense? to you yeah. i don't want to get into conspiracy theories but this is like illuminati's this is where uh gang mentality this is where you know um some of the church groups some of those things they create such a strong mastermind and then the initiation process is literally courting you or giving you a very direct communication so your their thoughts they can control the mastermind their thoughts become your thoughts and they're one and the same. And then you think that whatever you believe in and it's like, Oh my goodness, that's what the, the, you know, the, the general council believes in. It's like, how does that happen? You know, we might be on sync. This is the reason why, because they control the mastermind when you connect. That's why they all always have a lot of initiations or in spiritual or in religious terms it's that initiation process. They have a lot of rituals that they push you through. The reason why is it creates literally a synapse, uh, an energetic synapse or a frequency synapse. Just like your brain, the more you use it, the stronger, bigger the synapse gets, right? For you to, right. for your memory. So mm -hmm. basically what happens is that you're controlled by that religion, whether you move away from it or not. It's the same thing as your family dynamics, by the way. Right. Your family dynamics brings you that intuition that's run by your family, not you. 
So, so your this is family. Um, and and again, let me just erase this again. Uh, and I know I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you, but this is no, you. No, this is great. This is yeah, great this because is we get to see we get to see your handiwork as we oh. are watching the video. Those who yeah. are listening to the audio version, I would encourage you while Moss is drawing this, I would encourage you to come back to the YouTube channel and, and check out Exponential Intelligence on the, the YouTube channel because then you'll see this, this handiwork of Moss's here. But what you've done, I think, Moss, so far, and I know you're continuing um, on your next mm -hmm. image here, but to talk about all the different sources of intuition yeah. and, and how they really come to be. So right. this one here is about family. Yeah, this is your family mastermind. This is where you can't get away. This is where your intuition, again, is guided by the family principles. Does that make sense? So your intuition, yeah. your emotions, and all that stuff, especially in deep or very strict cultural uh, families, right? You can't get away from that or you can't escape from it. You even use your intuition and you can't escape because, again, the family mastermind has been created over generations, and it's very, very powerful. And again, the synapse, the frequency synapse between you and the family uh, are very strong. So you can walk away from the family physically, but it doesn't matter. You're still connected to it. You just still pass that on to your genetics. With XI, what we actually do is delete these patterns completely. So there's no connection to the family mastermind. And this is where you get your own intuition. So, so I want to go through the steps there. there, there is there, um, oh, psychedelics might as well just cover that as well. Uh, while we're at it, you know, you're in a group state, for example, you know, and this is where, you know, doing, doing ayahuasca ceremonies with mm -hmm. a bunch of people, not a good thing because what this is, and this is, this, uh, this gets even a little deeper for it. Um, this is the mastermind that you create, you know, being in that ceremony. Okay. The teacher, not the best, you know, especially these days, uh, I'm not knocking anybody down, but I haven't seen any proper, say, uh, uh, individuals that can run an ayahuasca ceremony. I, I haven't met them all, but the ones I have not that say not that powerful. So the teacher is here. Okay. Uh, or the coordinators here, right? You're, you're this collective. And whether he's in it or not, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but most likely, they're not in this collective. They keep themselves separate. He calls in, or they call in, another consciousness here that connects to the mastermind. And this is where your journey begins. That makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. So... What happens is that this teacher has to be clean and provide one, is this a powerful source, a pure source that is beneficial to connect to the group? Usually it's not. It's usually a source oh. that sucks the life out of you. This is where people will have fantastic ayahuasca experiences because it's very, because this power or this intelligence is of a higher order. It'll feel really good. But then later on, you'll get drained after an ayahuasca experience. It might be three months. It might be six months. Your life kind of goes downhill or gets kind of fucked up. Although you'll go back to that time and go, God, that was a great ayahuasca experience. I better go back and do it again. <laughs> Although your life got messed up, you know, because you again, you were at a high. So anyway, this power controls the mastermind 
which then starts to control you and say this problem, this person has an issue and you, you are empathic. You're right mm -hmm. here. You're an empath. And when you create a mastermind, again, XI masterminds are very, very different. Um, um, this, this person's problems, if you're an empath, becomes yours. Right. So, so again, that's where your intuition. And then uh, the, the reason why it's all connected to intuition, you'll get guided, you'll get intuitive hits to get into situations of what this person is getting into. Because now you just, you just grab their programming. Does that all make sense? So you've yeah. got to watch out on your intuition. You know, when people pray, mm -hmm. people pray and they go, help me with money or help me become yeah. successful. God doesn't really answer. And then eventually it's like, please, can anybody help me? Or, you know, that God that comes in is not really God. It's like, yeah, it's a bright light and it looks like God. And you don't, and you go, oh, it must be God. So, so what happens because is you're, that, because you're, you're doing it out of desperation. You're in, in that desperate yeah, desperation, right? Desperation. And, and there's a, there's a higher say consciousness, um, that, that needs you, that needs to suck the life out of you. This is called selling your soul, mm. uh, or the sins of the father, by the way. So what happens there is that this higher source, you pray to it, you, you know, again, you're right here. Um, you know, you're right here. Um, you pray to the higher source. You think it's a pure source because it'll illuminate you. It'll give you the things that you want. Uh, it'll give you the right information and so on like that because that connection is there. Basically, what they're doing is, again, it's creating more trust. It's like, yep, uh, I trusted whatever connection or guide or spirit guide. I trusted whatever connection uh, and they were right. So what do you do? You get faith in them, right? And you get to the point that you are, say, faithful to them because they've been right so far. And then this is where your intuition starts going wrong. Because once they have you, they start to control you. And this is where, again, you start to get the life sucked out of you. Or in many cases, from the family lineage, if it's from a dark source, um, um, or if you think your family is cursed and all that stuff, uh, the more you use your intuition, the more messed up you get at a physical level. So this is the reason why, because it's, because it's this source, yeah, this source charges you for your intuition. So XI does it very differently. <laughs> Thankfully, yes. So, so, so Thankfully. Um, Yes. So XI uh, allows you to, again, tap into your higher self, tap into the higher consciousness. And I'll do one last drawing the way you should do intuition. Okay. And this is what we teach in the 18 days and the higher level self-actualization, total human reset coming up again to awaken. This is how your intuition, your gut instincts and all that stuff work. Okay. But again, one more drawing on that is that uh, you are here, um, you're here, and there's, again, different layers of consciousness here above you, okay? This is basically consciousness of the dead. This is where most people end up when they die, okay? So it's just that veil over because they don't know how to die properly. This is where I said Tesla, you know, would go up there. 
But Tesla even did it wrong, and and you know so does most inventors because that's where they, as they age, they get messed up. So this is the way you want to do your intuition, and this is what XI is about. You're here, okay? You're you're in a single point of time. You're in the fourth dimension, and there's a time coordinate, there's a space coordinate. Again, you you are on X. You're at the zero point of where you should be. What XI teaches you is that. Yeah, there's level different layers of consciousness that you can get into. There's different dimensions or different realities that you can tap into. There's even say dead people uh, that you can connect to. There's higher levels of intelligence, uh, you know, that you can connect to up here. But what you want to do is not one, not channel, because all those other examples that I gave you, they channeled if you notice the knowledge into them. Mm -hmm. which is very inaccurate as well. I didn't talk about the inaccuracy of your intuition, but the reason if you channel again, like John of God would channel dead doctors, one, mm -hmm. those doctors weren't say the cleanest, by the way, they had their personal problems that got mixed into John of God. And that's why John of God got into trouble, let's say. But then when you channel, you channel through your emotions. And if you're having a bad day, your emotions are warped and then your intuition doesn't come out properly. Does that make sense? Or mm -hmm. it comes off. So what you want to do again, and, and people go, I'm very intuitive. I kind of am, but it's just me. There's no difference, right? Although the, for the closest example, it's like, yes, I'm very intuitive. But what I do, okay, is literally, I keep myself at ground zero, and then I expand myself to the consciousness that I want to get to. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't create, again, a tunnel. I don't create a wormhole. Uh, I literally expand. It's called inner expansion. I expand myself into the consciousness. Say, for example, this is Tesla's, say, ingenious where he got his ingenious ideas what he would do is leave his body here he would go up here uh do his lab work come back down and he'd misplace himself so that's why over time he'd get a little senile what i what i do again is like you stay dead center where you're supposed to be you expand your consciousness into the reality or the consciousness that you want to get into. It bypasses your emotional filters. It bypasses your, your genetic filters, your, your abuse patterns, your whatever patterns that you have. It bypasses it. And if you've noticed the way I read people or scan people, it's dead on. It's because I don't use my emotions. I just literally expand into, um, say, that consciousness. Um, so... So, for example, if you're Jane Doe and your consciousness exists here, okay, um, this is Jane's consciousness, for example, okay, uh, this is Jane's consciousness, I literally would expand myself into, say, Jane's consciousness, and I can plug into Jane's consciousness and see her experiences the way she would see it without my filters. Mm. So yeah. again, very different than intuition. I'm literally plugging into your consciousness, but you have to be at a, at a, like an admin level to do that. And then when I'm done, I unplug, so to speak.
Does that make sense? Yeah. And so this expansion that, that, that mm -hmm. you do is something yeah. that you also really, it's the foundation of what you talk about with inner expansion and what mm -hmm. the work of XI really is. Absolutely. You yep. know? Yeah. And the cool thing about it is that, you know, say Jane can't see her possibilities because she's stuck in her rut right here. She's stuck in her little world, right? She's stuck in this little circle. Um, but if you're expanding into, say, Jane's consciousness, any thread that's connected to this sphere where Jane exists, I can see for her. And it's like, hey, Jane, you know, there's another version of you right here. That's a better version of you. That's right mm -hmm. next door. Why don't yeah. you go there? And this is which, where you're. This which is which where really you're... taps into the the gift that you have, you know. Mm -hmm. So when we see you on, for example, we see you on Moss on Sunday on, yep. you know, and you're doing live scans with people. Uh, yep. That's essentially yep. what you're doing is you're, you know, you're tapping in and you're helping Jane to see the, the other version of herself that she could also tap into. It's right there, but she's just not able to, to see it for what it is. So, I mean, that's, Absolutely. that's really doing. the core of what I do, you know, and yeah. again, this is, this is, this is, this is, um, so, you know, like if I'm here again, I'm here, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tapping into Jane, her consciousness might be, you know, again, this is Jane's consciousness and she's trapped in a box, for example, she doesn't know how to get out of that box, right? Cause she can't see past for whatever reason. But again, if I, if I expand myself to hit say Jane's consciousness, uh, again, it's a bad drawing, but you get the, do you get the picture, right? Um, it's about, does that make sense? Is that, is that a clear drawing? So okay. I keep expanding myself, but I'm centered here. Yeah, I'm still that's centered. Right. Um, so this is Jane's consciousness. This is like, oh, I can see why your life is the way it is. But then over here, Jane, it's another version of you that is much better off that you might not see. So once I open this place up for her, she gets to see this consciousness and she literally jumps over to that. And that's how you heal, by the way. That's how you heal people. So it's not psychology or anything like that, but that's how, um, um, but that goes beyond your intuition. So again, this is the way your intuition should work. And this is the way where, uh, and by the way, this is your higher intelligence. Remember in the, in the beginning of the in the in the podcast, I mentioned that uh, there's a difference between what did you say, uh, uh, intuition, and then an emotion, uh, not emotion, but intuition and a gut reaction or intuition, not a gut reaction. Oh, and your instinct. In instincts, yes. So your instincts, if it's calibrated properly, your instincts come from your natural intelligence, your autonomic nervous system that basically knows the arena or your environment. So. Again, your autonomic nervous system is the thing that runs your heart, you know, your blood pressure, your eyesight, all the details that you don't think about. It's automatic, right? There's a super intelligence or a natural intelligence. Um, I would call, let's just call it a super intelligence that runs your system. Okay. So when you, when you expand the way I just showed you, you naturally tap into your super intelligence. So the two, your instincts and your intuition merge together and that and it becomes a powerful source and it feeds upon each other and you become more and more accurate and then it bypasses you know the bad day that you had 
uh, or whatever, because you're removing your filters from it. And you, again, you get a better, clear vision and you get to see what it is without your filters in it. So it's brilliant. Thank you so much, Moss, for, for sharing that. I think that our, our viewers on, on the YouTube channel who are subscribed and encourage you to subscribe to the, the channel on YouTube so that you never miss an episode of Exponential Intelligence on the video side, but also on the audio side. So for those of you who like to run and to listen while you're walking or you know doing things in, in the house, what have you, you can also listen to Exponential Intelligence on download, uh, obviously, from your favorite podcast platform. So Moss, thank you so much. I know this was a bit longer of, a, of an episode, but we got into some really deep stuff around intuition today. And I think we're all better for it because we've learned a whole bunch more about intuition than I probably ever thought we could. So thank you so much. Thank you, hon. Thank you. Thanks for joining. The episode you just listened to is encoded with frequencies of higher consciousness. It's normal if you begin to feel differently or confused. It's the process of change. For best results, observe and practice spatial referencing. Ask yourself, what if I could choose things differently? To learn more, subscribe to the Exponential Intelligence Podcast, sign up for the newsletter for exclusive information and offers, or join Maz on social media through the links in the show notes below.